بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue the discussion on Salah described and we are still talking about the Imama leading the prayers and matters related to that between the Imam and the Ma'mum. The matters to be discussed tonight are the following. First we begin with the first one and that is is it permissible for a dumb person to lead the prayers? And we should know that this matter is classified into two types. If the Dumbness is continuous from an early age, then most often that the person does not also hear. The second type is accidental, accidental, due to an accident or an illness, and it is possible that the person hears. As to the validity of his leading the Salah, there are two opinions. That both types, under both types, uh, it is invalid for him to lead, it is invalid for him uh, to lead those who are unlike him and those who are like him because he is unable to utter the pillar and that is the recitation of the Fatiha also he is not able to utter the obligatory matters in Salah and not even Takbiratul Ihram Takbirat Al-Ihram by which the Salah <coughs> is established. This is the first opinion. The second opinion is that this may be true or directed, this may be directed with respect to situations where he is leading people who are unlike him, meaning people who can utter. But this is a weak reasoning in situations where he is leading people like him. So therefore, the preponderating opinion that the imama of the Dham is established whether he leads others like him or others unlike him. Why? Because the ruling is that 
every person whose salah is valid by himself, then it is, then his imama, his leading the prayer is valid. However, it shouldn't be that uh, an imam who is dumb, he shouldn't lead the prayer. Because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the one who is most knowledgeable and knows the Quran best is to lead the prayer. And this person cannot recite. However, with respect to the validity, it is valid. But it shouldn't be done. The second matter is what about the imama leading the prayer by someone who is unable to make ruku' or unable to make sujood. Unable to make ruku', unable to make to bow, or unable to prostrate. The first opinion is that under both cases it is invalid. His imama is invalid. Like a person, for example, having back pains, whereby he cannot make ruku'. So it is invalid for him to be an imam for those who are able to make ruku' for the lead who are able to make ruku'. But it is valid for someone like him or for others like him because they are both on equal basis with respect to the cause. And they reasoned that the one who is able to make the ruku' is in a more is in a more perfect state than the one who is incapable of doing so. And therefore it is not valid for the person who is unable to lead the one who is able. This is one opinion. And this also applied with the same reasoning to the one who is unable to make the sujood. Like someone perhaps who may have uh, surgery in his eyes and therefore cannot uh, prostrate and stand up and sit and so forth. And therefore he cannot make sujood except by way of inclining uh, forward. They said the same applies. He cannot be an imam for those who are able to make sujood. But it is valid if he leads those who are like him. And the same reason holds as in the case of Rukur. This is the first opinion. The second opinion is that, and this is the correct opinion, that the Salah behind someone of this nature, unable to make Rukur and Sujood, and also sitting, and we will talk more about the sitting later, that it is correct, based upon the foundation that you heard earlier, 
that whoever the person whose salah is valid by himself, then his imama is valid. That is because this foundation is supported by the general texts. Except in the case of the woman, as we learned earlier, that it is invalid for her to lead men in prayers. For the reasons that we discussed in classes before. So therefore the correct and preponderating opinion is that the one who is unable to make rukur, the prayer behind him is valid. So if our imam is someone who cannot make rukur because of pain, the back, back pain, then we pray behind him. However, what about if he inclines to make rukur only, meaning because he cannot make the full rukur, the bowing, should we do the same, or, we sh or should we have full bowing? What's apparent is that we should have full bowing state. Similarly, with respect to the sujood, the correct opinion is that it is correct for him to lead if he is unable to make sujood and if he only inclines forward should also those led incline forward like him the answer is no rather they should make full sujood similarly with the person who is sitting we pray behind him sitting although we are able to as we will uh, discuss This choice, therefore, as you have heard it, this is the choice of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, and it's the correct one, based upon the generality of the evidences, and upon the foundation that you have heard. Now, what about the standing position? The one who is unable to stand. Can he be an Imam? The first opinion is that the one who is unable to stand upright, it is invalid for him to be an Imam for those who are able to stand. And the reasoning is that he is unable, according to this opinion, is unable to bring forth the Rukun, the pillar, those who held to this opinion had two exceptions. Those who held to this opinion had two exceptions. They said except for the imam of the neighborhood, he is excluded. And also the second exception is this holds, this does not hold, meaning this does not apply for the one whose recovery is, or his illness is curable. Meaning that his inability to stand is only temporal. Then we can pray behind him. Meaning he can be taken as an imam. These are two exceptions under the first opinion that you just heard. And they said that 
in conjunction to this opinion they said that the people praying behind him it is the sunnah for them to pray behind the imam of the neighborhood to pray sitting from this we take that from their statement that it is a sunnah for them for the ma'mumin those led in the prayer to pray behind him sitting meaning that if they stay if they pray behind him standing then their salah is correct so now back to these exceptions this exception the first one when they said that he must be an imam of the neighborhood the community the, where the masjid is there the second that his uh, illness or incapacity is something curable that is it is only temporal yet we know that the foundation is that when the legislator generalizes a ruling then it is not permissible for anyone to include their include a restriction on it in any way except with a dalil except with an evidence because it is not up to us to restrict what the legislator has generalized and this foundation is very beneficial concerning many 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 rulings like for example wiping over the uh, socks or leather shoes the legislator generalized and did not make it conditional that the uh, leather shoes or the socks should be of a particular kind nor did the legislator state that it must be free from defects like having uh, like a torn having holes or something like this this was not mentioned so therefore what's duty upon us the duty upon us is to generalize what the legislator generalized because it is not us who have control over the legislator but the legislator is the one which rules and so if we introduce certain restrictions on a matter which the legislator has generalized then we know this is not our right so therefore let us look at the evidence the Prophet said the Imam is set such that he is to be followed إِنَّمَا جُعِلَ الْإِمَامِ يُؤْتَمَّ بِهِ فَإِذَا كَبَّرَ فَكَبِّرُوا If he makes takbir, then you make takbir, meaning those who are led in the prayers. وَإِذَا رَكَعَ فَرْكَعُ And if he bows, then you bow. وَإِذَا سَجَدَ فَسْجُدُوا And if he prostrates, then you prostrate. وَإِذَا صَلَّى قَائِمًا And if he prays standing, فَصَلُّوا قِيَامًا So you do pray standing. وَإِذَا صَلَّى قَاعِدًا and if he prays sitting, then فصلوا قعودا, then you pray the same. 
Now, as you have heard the hadith now, does the hadith differentiate between an imam of neighborhood or otherwise? Such that we say, if the imam of the neighborhood makes takbir, you make takbir. And if he makes ruku' you make ruku' and so forth. The answer is no. Because the statement is general for the imam of the neighborhood and for other than him. And so therefore this takes out the first condition that they had put. So therefore, if the imam prays sitting, then we pray sitting, whether he was the imam of the neighborhood or otherwise. And the Prophet said, Ya Ummul Qawm, Aqra'ahum li kitabillah. The one who leads the people is the one who is most knowledgeable the, of the Quran. So if this one who is most knowledgeable and the hadith applies upon him uh, is unable to pray standing, so we say to him, You are our Imam. So pray, lead us. And so if he prays sitting, then we pray behind him sitting. By way of the command of the Messenger وسلم, in the fact that he is an Imam. And by the command that if he prays sitting, then we pray sitting. Now also let us look at the second condition which they have mentioned. That if his incapacity is something temporal, where it's curable and it will be uh, healed. This is another restriction in a matter which the legislator has set a generalization, as you have heard from the hadith. So the Prophet ﷺ did not say, sit or pray sitting, and then you, if you anticipate his cure, then pray sitting. But rather he generalized وسلم, and said, if the imam pray sitting, then you pray sitting. So therefore we say, pray behind him sitting if he is unable to stand. Whether he, his situation is curable or otherwise. And the evidence for this is the generality of the statement. The evidence is generally unrestricted. And if it is as such, then it is not up to us. It is not up to us to restrict it or, or, or particularize it in any way by, because we are submitting slaves and we are not judges. And there is no evidence to uh, substantiate such, such restriction from the book, the sunnah or the consensus. And if there is nothing like that, then we should stick to the original general statement. Now, if someone says, what about if our imam is an old person whose situation is not hoped to be curable? This means that the jama'ah will continue praying, sitting, given the status of this imam. The answer is we stick to that. Because this is entailed by the statement of the Prophet ﷺ in the hadith. And the statement of the Prophet ﷺ is true. And it is the truth. And it is binding. And so if we are, if we pray sitting, 
yet we are able to pray standing in all of our prayers behind an imam who prays sitting, then our prayers is in line with the command of the Prophet ﷺ to pray behind him sitting, and therefore there is no harm upon us. Is that clear so far? So therefore, these two exceptions are weak. These two exceptions are weak. So we can summarize therefore that the first opinion is that it is the sunnah to pray behind uh, him uh, sitting for a person who uh, is unable to pray standing. And according to what? According to the imam of the neighborhood. If he is an imam of the neighborhood. Otherwise if he is not an imam of the neighborhood according to this former opinion then it is not valid for us, it is not valid for him to pray and lead the prayers of those who are able to stand. Some of the scholars went to the opinion that the salah behind an imam who cannot stand, unable to stand, then the salah behind him must be in a sitting position obligatory to sit and they took as evidence the following the Prophet ﷺ in the hadith you heard it earlier he said pray sitting and this is a command this is a command and the origin of the command is that it is obligation an obligation This is asserted by the fact that the Prophet ﷺ reasoned in the beginning of the hadith when he said, Verily the Imam is what said so that you pray and take him as leader in the prayer. Then he said, If he prays sitting, then you pray sitting. This is a command. So they deduced that this command entails wujub, obligation. They also took as evidence is that when the Prophet ﷺ one day prayed, led the Muslims in the prayer, and he was unable to stand. So they stood up. They stood up from behind him. He pointed to them to sit. He pointed to them to sit. And they sat. And this hadith is in Al-Bukhari and in Muslim from the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha and the fact that he pointed to them to sit while he was in the prayers this is evidence that this command is an obligatory command and something similar to this that is when Abdullah bin Abbas may Allah be pleased with both of them stood up to pray with the Prophet ﷺ one day and he stood next to him from the left from the left to the left of the Prophet ﷺ side the Prophet ﷺ took by his head from behind and moved him to his right and this hadith is in Al-Bukhari and in Muslim 
And so they, are, they, they took from this that it is not permissible for the ma'moom, the single ma'moom, to stand by the imam's left or on the imam's left. And so we say, similarly here, rather we say here, it is more profound than the action of the Prophet ﷺ, because it is his saying, إِذَا صَلَّى قَاعِدًا فَصَلُّوا قُعُودًا If he prays sitting, then you pray sitting. Now, as you have heard, this opinion is the correct opinion, meaning, if the Imam prays sitting, then it is binding, obligatory upon the Ma'moomin, those led in the prayers, to pray in a sitting position. And if they pray in a standing position, then their Salah is invalid. Then their Salah is invalid. And that's why sometimes you hear the following kind of a puzzle. It comes in this form. رَجُلٌ صَلَّى الْفَرْضَ قَائِمًا فَبَطُلَتْ صَلَاتُهُ فَمَنْهُ A person prays the obligatory prayers standing and his salah is invalid. Who is he? I mean, what's his situation? This refers to whom, therefore? To the person who prays standing behind an imam who prays sitting. Is that clear? Many people of the people of knowledge, listen to this, went to another opinion. They said, if the Imam prays sitting, then it is obligatory upon the Ma'moomeen who are able to stand to pray standing. And that if they pray sitting, then their salah is invalid. Is this opinion clear now? Let us discuss it now. But is it clear? Many of the people of knowledge are on this opinion. That if the imam prays sitting, then it is binding upon the ma'moomeen who are able, who are able to stand it is binding upon them to pray standing. Otherwise, if they pray sitting, then their salah is invalid. And they took for them as a proof the following. They said that the Prophet ﷺ, one day in his illness, the illness of his death, alayhi salatu wasalam, he went out and the people were praying behind Abu Bakr radiallahu so he moved forward and sat to the left of Abu Bakr and he وسلم, began praying leading them while sitting and they were standing they were led by whom huh they were, not, they were led by whom? By Abu Bakr. And Abu Bakr 
was led by whom in his salah? Now, he was led by, huh? We just mentioned, hmm. by the Prophet Is that clear? Why? Because the Prophet voice was weak. People could not hear him. So Abu Bakr was able to hear him because he was next to him. So Abu Bakr would raise his voice and people would follow the Salah of Abi Bakr. Now you know the incident now? You know the situation now? You know the situation? You know this hadith now? You know now the circumstantial uh, situation? Or, or Is that clear to you now? No, forget about this now, two imams or something. Now, listen. Do you know now the circumstances? Is it clear how this took place? That's the question now. The hadith is clear. What about the rest? Okay, I will repeat it. The Prophet ﷺ, in the illness of his death, he came out and the people were led by Abu Bakr. So he moved forward and he sat to the left of Abu Bakr and people. And he began leading the prayers, والسلام, while he was sitting and they were standing. They were what? Standing because their Imam was whom? They started with whom? They started with Abu Bakr. That's right. No. And Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr, was now being led by whom? By the Imam of the Ummah. Abu Bakr cannot stand to be an Imam when the Prophet ﷺ now is leading the Imamah. You understand? You understand? So, now, the Prophet ﷺ, now people followed Abu Bakr while Abu Bakr was following whom? The Prophet ﷺ, because the voice of the Prophet ﷺ was weak. They were unable to hear him, but Abu Bakr being next to him, he was able to hear the Prophet ﷺ in the prayer, and Abu Bakr would raise his voice, and people would follow Abu Bakr in the salah. Now, is this clear as the hadith? Tayyip, clear. So, now, this is the hadith. How did they, how did therefore they, they, they said, the people of knowledge who said that if the imam prays sitting, then it is incumbent upon those who are able to stand, to pray standing, if they pray sitting, their salah is invalid, they deduced from this hadith that, quote, they said, this took place at the end of the Prophet wasallam's life. Therefore, it becomes what? Abrogating of the Prophet's 
statement earlier when he said if the imam prays sitting then pray behind him sitting so they said this action of the Prophet ﷺ occurred at the end of his life you understand so therefore they said this is uh, abrogates his saying if the imam sits then you sit uh, pray sitting this is their first proof clear now Clear now? So, record. Write some notes as to what they said. Now, the second thing they, they took as proof is the following. They said, He, وسلم, pointed to his companions when he was praying, sitting. And they were standing behind him, so he pointed to them to sit. They said, therefore, because it is known that what comes later from the Sunnah abrogates what comes earlier. Thirdly, they said, the standing is a pillar for the one who is able to stand. And these people are able to stand. Therefore, it is a pillar that still holds. And therefore, they should stand and not sit now you see this argument now this is the argument or the position of many people of knowledge is that clear their argument is it clear okay in response in response our sheikh rahimahullah said that this argument is weak this argument is weak why since because or because one should not resort to abrogation except when it is impossible to reconcile Remember this. One should not resort to abrogation to say that this is an abrogation unless it is impossible to reconcile the evidences. You understand? You understand? That is because it is known that it, it is it is that is because it is known with the people of knowledge that for abrogation to take place two conditions must be met these are matters of, uh, of fiqh now and foundations of fiqh so listen carefully for abrogation to hold then two conditions are to be met the first condition the knowledge that the abrogating text came later at a later stage clear so must come at a later stage later period this is the first condition the second condition that it is not possible to reconcile between the text and what is claimed to be abrogated clear 
These are the two conditions. These are the two conditions. Why these conditions are said? Because if you say, if you say that this is abrogating, then you eliminate one of the evidences and you eliminate its ruling. And eliminating the evidence is not something easy. Such that every time we have difficulty in reconciliating, in reconcili- in reconciliating between the text, then we say, oh, this is abrogating. This is not permissible. Clear? Clear? Time. And now, the reconciliation here is possible, rather very possible. And it was pointed to by Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah. He said, listen carefully, he said, the companions, those who were led in the Salah, they stood or they remained standing That is because Abu Bakr began the Salah leading them while he was standing in a standing position. You understand? You understand why now they they remain standing? You see this? That is because they began the Salah with whom? With Abu Bakr. And he began the Salah standing. And therefore we say, the Shaykh Rahimahullah added if the Imam while in the Salah if something occurs to the Imam while in the Salah such that it does not enable him to continue standing and he completes his Salah sitting then the Ma'moom the Ma'mooms those led completed standing and there is no doubt that this is a clear and good reconciliated uh, opinion of the two texts. And accordingly, if the Imam leads the prayer stand sitting from the beginning of the Salah, then they pray behind him sitting. And if he leads them in the Salah standing, then something occurs to him that makes him sit, then they pray behind him standing. And by this way, the reconciliation between the two evidences is established. And in this way, we work by both evidences without eliminating any one of them by way of abrogation. Is this clear? This brings the end of what is intended for tonight from this discussion. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it a benefit for myself and for all of you. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.